0: Fairborn City Manager Rob here with Megan Howard. Hi Megan. Hey Rob. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. This is episode 26 of the Rumor Has It podcast. You believe we've done 26 of these? I know. And they're just getting better and better. We, as you know, a few episodes ago, we decided to transition our programming, if you will, to do more of an interview style. And so we are getting folks from the community who have a wonderful story to tell or who have provided some amazing service. And this week is no is no different than what we've done. Uh, if you tuned in last time, we had Dottie Mead talk about her pollinators and yep. her mission with uh, being the Rotary District Governor. Uh, she has some wonderful ideas for that, so certainly if you haven't listened to that one, go back listen to episode 25. But today we are certainly uh, excited to talk to Jane Dorley, who is with the Fairborn Fish Pantry. How are you, Jane? Wonderful. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I, if you If you think this is going to be a short one...
1: I feel like this go. is my role.
0: That's oh, right. I don't. Ta- I
1: don't talk much during these interviews, but my role is like hitting the buttons. <laughs>
0: we figured out the buttons on the on the mixing board, so that's great. You're going to hear more sound effects as we go. Yeah,
2: more applause, please. <laughs> more applause.
0: <laughs> if you think this is going to be a short podcast, I think we're going to dig in because Jane has a wonderful story to tell and some amazing work that she's done at the Fairborn Fish Pantry, and her background is is pretty impressive too. So. um, you know, this isn't gonna be just a short thing. So if you're gonna go on a long car ride, you know, this is you're, the episode. you're in luck. This is it. So <laughs> let's let's dive into it. Jane, thanks for being here. You're welcome. Uh, let's start with your background. Um Okay. You know, and you can go as far back as you want or as, as little as far back as you want, but talk about your time at Right State and kinda of how you what you did before you did the Fairborne Fish Pantry.
2: Okay. Um I'm, I'm retired from Wright State. Prior to my employment at Wright State, though, I was a critical care nurse. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, helping people be the best they can be has always been a kind of a part of who I'm about. And then um, at one point I became a professor at Wright State in the College of Nursing and Health and, um, you know, taught courses similar to my practice that, comes, that supplemented that. So um, and then but I think I think a part of why I am. Um, involved in Fairborn Fish today goes back to my childhood. As a young child, I always felt bad for people that struggled in school or wore the same dress every day um, to school, and my mother would have us... You know, sing at the nursing homes on Sunday and none of us can sing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we did things like at Christmas time, brought presents over to families maybe that weren't going to get a lot of presents. Wow. And then when my husband and I were married, we started delivering food to the hungry two or three times a week. Wow. And we brought our children with us, so it was a great experience for that for them. Um, and then once retired, I had an opportunity to be involved in fish, which has been an amazing gift. Um, let's.
0: Did you, are you from this area? Did you grow up around here, or how did how you make up, your way to Fairborn?
2: Okay, I grew up in Colorado, okay. and I met my husband when we were both in college. Okay, and he's he's from Dayton, Ohio, and then we moved back here after we got married and had children. Okay,
0: so. Not a, not a uncommon story. A lot of folks right. find their way here and then settle yeah. here and Never make leave. it their home. Yeah. Make it their home. Absolutely. Is, just yeah. Um, so you taught it at Wright State. And then um, I guess my question is when you first volunteered at Fish, did you have any idea that you would run the whole thing?
2: I had no idea, no idea. We started out when we were still working in the summers when we could, we would harvest from gardener, from gardens that master gardeners were running. Yeah. And we would bring the food to pantries like fish. So we had some exposure to fish, fish through that. And then, um, you know, we started at FISH, and it was a very small organization. I think they had maybe about 10 volunteers, wow. and the majority wow. went to the Baptist Church. They were elderly women who were widowed, and, you know, it was a smaller organization. So, And it's just grown a lot in the last 10 years.
0: So you there was a fundamental shift in FISH a few years ago, because when I think it first started, you were in a building there on Broad Street in front of the Baptist Church. Yes. Uh, which was worked for you and in, in what you uh-huh. were doing but at the time you were limited in yes. in what you could provide and the number of folks you had an amazing opportunity to switch locations you want to talk a little bit about that and give some credit to some Absolutely
2: um so my vision for a food pantry has always been with the ultimate goal is to help people find a path out of poverty, mm-hmm. you know, beyond just feeding them. So in order to do that, we needed more space. Right. And the superintendent of schools, Jean Lawley said, why don't you move into elementary school? And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that opened up so many avenues for us. And when I think back to that, I know this sounds a little corny, but in my mind, I always think that if a community's greatness is judged by its compassion for others then fairborn is a great community right. fairborn city schools offered us a building right. to have the pantry in i mean the city stepped up and said what do you need and helped us get computers that we needed the green county commissioners provided us with a ticket booth you know so it's just a whole committee community rallied around us to make it possible so we can do what we do today which is amazing yeah.
0: And it's been my experience in, in this area, of Fairbourn in particular, even though folks may not have much, they're willing to give. Oh, absolutely. Uh, we are a giving community. And so I, yes. I agree with you 100%. I think we, if you judge us on our ability to help others, we're one of the best communities in the country.
2: Absolutely. And when you think about last year, Fish gave out half a million pounds of food to families in need. And without community support, city support, businesses, organizations, individuals, we would not have been able to do that. Wow. That's a lot of food. That's a lot That's of food. That's a lot of, food, a yeah. lot of meals.
0: <laughs> what, what does that translate to? Do you have a number of families that have a million pounds? How many, so, how many people you helped last year? We
2: fed a total of 35,000 people last year. Wow. So the core group of families who are living in poverty who are a part of that is about 3,500 families. Wow. wow. So,
0: so you move into the Wright Elementary building, which had been vacant yes. when they built the new schools. Yes. Uh, and it, really the layout, if you've not been there or didn't have a child that went there, it's it's almost a perfect layout it's for, for how you guys operate Yeah. Uh, because it has kind of the center in the middle and then it's kind of set up as a ring around, which yeah. really plays well for how you guys operate.
2: So um, I think when we start talking about people who come to the food pantry – one thing that I always tell my volunteers to remember, and I remind myself, is that these are all individuals who are victims of trauma. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they live with chronic stress. They, every day, to, every day, they have a perceived threat of their well-being that they're not going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Their goal every day is to survive. So that level of stress, we have to do what we can to minimize that. So we do things like, give them as many choices as we can. We don't just hand them a bag of groceries. I've loaded like a fillable PDF form onto a laptop and it's like a Kroger click list. So they go down and what would you like today? What do you need extra? You know, we have everything included on it from feminine products to condoms to food to you know whatever they might need so that's part of our approach and that building makes it possible for us to do that and then like um like you were saying one room set up as like a grocery store so once they have their list our volunteers go around and um, fill their order and then we have golf carts that bring the food down to the people which is fun (laughs) <laughs> I
0: think that's terrific. I mean, that's a, yeah. such a neat and unique way to do it. And as you said, when we had been over at, one, at your place one time, you know, this isn't this is an enjoyable experience for people. They don't. Oh. There's a lot of stigma attached to having to take food from a food pantry. So allowing them to stay in their car gives them some sense of security while they're there. So you're not agitating them more.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And their neighbors aren't seeing that they're coming. And, you know, when you bring that up, Rob, I think of, you know, like the dad that we had come and he was a, he was, I think, a roofer. So he's a seasonal worker. right? And he came to fish during the winter and you could just see the, the sense of turmoil. And I mean, he was just devastated as, a, as the father would have to be coming to the pantry to get food for his children. A um, couple of days ago, we had a woman, she's 55 years old, she's college educated, she was an administrator of a nursing home. She had to have surgery, she had complications, so multiple surgeries, she couldn't go back to work. And this woman sold furniture in her house for food before she came to the food pantry. Wow. It's not something people want to do unless they absolutely have to. Right.
0: Talk about how your organization has grown a little bit. You mentioned having just a few volunteers. You've been able to grow that number considerably in this new space. Talk about not only the number, but kind of the the varied backgrounds that you have helping you there. At
2: the oh, great! Do you want to start with you want me? To start with how we've grown? Absolutely. Okay. Yes, please do. <laughs> so, uh, like I like I said, my ultimate goal is to help people find a path out of poverty. You know, if you don't have food to eat, that's all you can think about. Right. So we're providing the food, and that takes a lot of volunteers to do that part of it. We do thirty-five pickups a week at like. Grocery stores, you know, UDFs, all sorts of businesses that will donate food to us. So volunteers are doing that piece. Um, And then as well as working at the pantry and all the other things that that kind of keep it rolling. So then once we've addressed the hunger and we figured out how to feed these families, then the second part is their health there's a health poverty cycle you know chronic stress we know that 50 percent of our clients have hypertension 30 percent have type 2 diabetes Um, there is a certain amount of syphilis and that was brought to my attention by one of our clients (laughs) who had a who who was pregnant she didn't go to the physician during that period of time, had her baby. Mm-hmm. She, they diagnosed her with syphilis at the time. The baby was born with deformities and mm-hmm. the saddle nose and everything. So, uh, you know, there are moments like that that crystallize with you that you think we have to do more than just give people food. Sure. So, um, so it started growing in terms of services that we provide. Um, we have some representative there almost every day. We have a quarterly health fair where Premier Health Partners, Green County Health Department, you're there, they're doing everything from biometrics telling people what their cholesterol level is, what's their blood sugar level. They do rapid testing for syphilis and AIDS and hepatitis C, um, drug counseling. So, and the people, Fish is a safe place, and they're comfortable coming there. So, like last time, we had our health fair at three o'clock. They said, "Jane, stop sending people to us." They had two clipboards full of people that they needed to see before they close, wow. and they've never had that response before. Wow, awesome. So, starting wow. to address the the health component of it, yep. so so they can get back to work, you know, and then um, so we've grown in that area. And then <clears throat> the other thing, people are always like, well, what about a job, right? Yep. Are these people going to be able to work? And um, 60, over 60% of our clients work 1.6 jobs. Wow. So think about that. They're, strug- they're, they're juggling like two part-time jobs. And, that, and so they're juggling two part-time jobs, still don't have the benefits, still don't have enough money to buy food and stuff because the minimum wage in Ohio is like $10 and 10 cents, you know, and in order to afford a, just a basic apartment in Fairborn, you have to make over $15. So there's a, you know, a discrepancy there between the two. So, um, so as far as the jobs for the families who have are raising children or grandparents who are raising children, we refer them to a strong family initiative And this is an amazing program where it takes six to eight weeks and they get a certificate, either like HVAC or as a chef or one of those similar careers. And then they provide transportation to them, to their classes. They give them income during that period of time so that when that's over, instead of working these multiple minimum wage jobs, they have a job that they can actually support their family on. So, I mean, part of what fish does more than give food is make sure they're aware of all the resources, bring the resources to fish so they're there for them. You know, readily they can kind of tap into them or I'll make contacts for them or... um, there's a lot of programs. You just need to make sure people are aware of it. On Tuesday, I was going around to all the cars, signing up signing them up for a voucher program. So Ohio mm-hmm. Agency Arion Aging as a voucher program. So I sign people up with all their information and then they send them fifty dollars worth of food vouchers to get fresh food mm-hmm. at all the farmers markets. Wow. So it's just, you know, constantly yeah. identifying what else can we do to help them so they're not worried about food, so they know they can survive the day and they can see what is their path out of poverty gonna be. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, there's two things I wanna to talk to you about I if okay. I can remember both of them, but the one thing that Again, I recommend anybody that would like to take a tour, I imagine you'll tour them around the. Absolutely. The facility. Come see they us. You need to come see it. It's, <laughs> it's impressive. Thank the, you. But you told a story one time that, you know, a lot of times you would identify when somebody would get a bag of groceries, the first thing they would do would sort of rifle wow. through the bag to find something they could open and eat because they were yes. hungry. I mean, literally hungry. Absolutely. Um, so you had a very creative solution for that. Talk. I think that's amazing. So talk about that, please, if you don't mind.
2: Well, I think it's heartbreaking when you see people that come to a food pantry and as soon as they get their food, they're like opening up anything that has a pop top on it and starting to eat cold food or whatever. So I contacted Miami Valley Meals and I said, you know, this breaks my heart. They said, Jane, we can take care of that for you. So we go down every Tuesday and Friday and pick up chef prepared lunches. Wow. um, So that when our, then when our, when the individuals are waiting in their car, I have volunteers go out and they greet them. Hi, how are you doing? Thanks for coming to fish. And then they give them cold lunches and a cold bottle of water and everything. And it just kind of sets the stage for you're important to us. We respect right. who you are. You know, we want to help you in any way that you, that you can. But
0: I mean, to me, that's a phenomenal. Like you beautiful. saw it and filled it. It's it's beautiful. It really, is a beautiful thing. Yeah, it's um, wonderful. The second thing I want to ask you about you mentioned a lot. I mean. Poverty affects adults, but it also affects children. Yeah, you've got a good partnership with the schools, uh, yes. with identifying that need and dealing with that. And you want to explain a little bit of that for me, too?
2: Okay, um, and let me let me start out with saying that. Children who grow up in poverty are more likely to live in poverty when they're adults. So that's why we're really focusing on helping the parents get jobs so we can get those children out of poverty. But um, children who are living in poverty, the chronic stress that they have, they're more likely to repeat a grade. They have, you know, motor and intellectual delays, um, tend to have more social problems and everything. So there's a lot of ramifications to a child growing up in poverty. So we have a beautiful partnership with the school. So every Tuesday and Friday, we go to all the schools and we we pick up all of the food that has not been given out. Hmm. And then we distribute it. Um, when we're open on fish days. And the grandparents especially love it because they're like, child- when our grandchildren come home for school, then they have these snacks, they have this milk, right. you know, and everything like that. Our partnership with the Fairborn City Schools goes way beyond that. Gene Lawley, the superintendent, is the president of our board of directors. So, which is, I mean, yeah. he's such a huge Terrific. asset yeah. to have on our board. So...
0: That's yeah. that's fantastic. I just... Um, you mentioned also the, the health component of this right so yeah. um chronic uh, you know stress causes health issues mm-hmm. you partnered with uh i believe it was right state or maybe premier yes. to to deal with you had some expectant mothers that were coming that maybe, oh. maybe, maybe they can't afford to go see a doctor. So you had a really creative yeah. solution for that.
2: So, I mean, it's fabulous because we have senior level nursing students there. So I have people can implement the projects that I want to kind of see take place. So um, the first one we did was safe sex kits. So the st- nursing students, uh, we created these packs that had condoms, how to put on a condom, STDs, um, where to get resources, that sort of thing. And then the students went around to everybody and talked to them about sexually transmitted diseases and gave them the safe sex kits. So, um, you know, it took a little bit of, you know,
0: it's an awkward subject to talk to to a stranger about, right?
2: When I first put when I first put condoms on our click list, um, some of my volunteers said, "Now, Jane." I'm a good Catholic girl. Are you telling me that you're going to have me ask, vol- ask our clients if they would like condoms? So, so it can be an awkward, um, an awkward topic. But, you know, I was talking about the, the mother who had syphilis, didn't receive any prenatal care. And that just really bothered me. So I thought we have to do something about that. So we um, partnered with, there's a nurse practitioner program in Greene County. So I partnered with them. And then we created gift bags for new moms and they had like, Boo boo ice packs in at onesies, everything, growth and development charts, everything that I think a new mom would like, diapers, et cetera. So then, and then, so I partnered with this organization and we had an event targeting new moms and pregnant moms. And then these nurse practitioners gave them the gift bag, they talked to them, and they ended up enrolling 20 pregnant moms in this program. Mm -hmm. So they've all been assigned a nurse practitioner who will make sure they get prenatal care. And then they'll follow the baby through the first year of development to make sure the baby gets a a good start. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you think about that, what they did, it's beautiful. And it's just really seeing something that happened that never should have happened and figuring out how, what we can do. So nobody else experiences that. Right. So,
0: I can't. I mean, that's a that's a transformational thing, right? That's a it is uh, because what you're doing is uh, you've you've gone you've got the problem of feeding people down like you figured out how to do that. So now we move on to the next level of of hierarchy of need, right? Like, so what's the next need? And so we address that. I mean, you're systematically trying to work through all of the issues that somebody might have here. And it's, I I think it's unique. I don't, I don't know of any other food pantry that goes that far beyond just feeding people.
2: We're not done yet.
0: Right.
2: (laughs) We have more to implement. I'm excited about a new initiative that we're working on. Kroger has their promise program. And so it's a, there's a group of us, the Fairborn Police Department, Kroger, and then I were working together. And so when the, when an officer goes out to a home, you know, whether it's domestic violence or whatever, and then, um, you know, there's no food in the house. So I've given Kroger like menu options with a grocery list and they create groceries. So then that family comes to with the officer, comes to Kroger and gets groceries. So they have groceries and then officer Sam Fulan or somebody else will contact me with the family's information. And then we do a initial follow-up visit oh, wow. and then regularly Bill and I regularly schedule visits. So how are you doing? Can we bring you groceries and try to identify mm-hmm. other resources that will help that, this family. So, I mean, You know, we talk about Fairborn being a great community, but the police department, look at what they're doing. It's phenomenal.
0: I think we mentioned Sam on the last podcast. This was in memory of his late father, who was a helper and a server, uh, had a very great servant heart. And so Sam helped start this to to continue that legacy.
2: Yeah, Sam's that way too. His father was a missionary in New Guinea. right yeah so yeah he's really on a mission to help people in the community we're thrilled to work with him that's terrific
0: um we'd be remiss if we didn't mention bill
2: yes Uh,
0: (laughs) i'll give you a minute to to talk about bill here because he's a big part of what you guys do also
2: absolutely absolutely and um Bill doesn't necessarily like to talk a lot. He's kind of a doer, so sure. you know. <laughs> but um, you know, we are we are partners in this. We have the we have the same heart. We've always done the food deliveries in the evenings together. It's been a part of how we've raised our daughters and he puts in sixty hours a week doing fish just like I do. So wow. and his, you know, he's we're we're opposites. We complement each other. So he's a very calm Kind. I mean, just relaxed person and so we kind of balance each other out. Uh, and he has to tell me once in a while to turn off my brain. He goes, Jane, turn off your brain. <laughs> well, so you
0: mentioned before we got on and started recording the Yes. Uh, Fish is a one hundred percent volunteer organization. It is. Nobody takes any salary or any any no. money for what they do here. So no. this is a hundred percent volunteer effort. Yes. Um, so I—that's I, a lead up to say, if somebody would be so kind as to donate to Fairborn Fish, they can be guaranteed that 100% of that money is going to go to serve families. Absolutely. Uh, in this area, yeah. so it's not like some. we uh, This isn't a criticism, but some organizations do have a percentage that goes towards administration. Yeah. Uh, but 100% of the donations you receive go toward to help families.
2: It does. And, you know, and again, we're blessed to be in the Fairborn community. We have four pastors who are from Fairborn churches who regularly volunteer. Um, and we have a lot of, of business owners. We have Wright State students. We have nursing students. We have just volunteers from all walks of life. So Wow. Um, how many folks do you normally
0: serve? Uh, you only do it two days a week, is it? Two Tuesdays days a and, week. Two days yes. a week. Um, how many folks do you normally get that come to you needing assistance in okay, a given day?
2: The average is probably 135 to 150 families a day. So that's in a three-hour period of time. Wow. Um, and that's usually typically 500 to 600 people. So we're feeding about 1,000 people a week now. Wow. So, yeah. You also,
0: um, with this computer system you mentioned, yes, it allows you then to track the data and become part of a larger database. Can you talk a little bit about that yes. also?
2: So um, it's a system that allows us to enter all the demographic information of our clients. So I can always extrapolate how many are veterans because we have a percentage of our clients are veterans, how many are right State students because we get those as well as, you know, grandparents, you know, whatever. So that's, it's sure. valuable information in terms of us planning. We are a member of the Food Bank of Dayton. And they provide the database for us to input all the information. So that, and then that goes to Feeding America. And it's also linked to the National Hunger Study. Wow. So the more we can understand who are the poor today, the better we can kind of help them move on and live the life they want to live.
0: And it's not like information we use, we're not tracking people with this information. It's more just a, it's, and, aggregate. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's right, aggregate. It's not individual. It's aggregate. Right. It's Yeah, it's confidential. So it's not like we're we're trying to locate everybody in Fairborn that's receiving assistance. Not no, what we're doing. No, we're we don't do that. We're just trying to understand the problem is what we're really trying to do. Yes, and, and yeah. Use the data to figure out how to address these issues that, that
1: come up. Absolutely. A nerd brain would get lost in the analytics of all of that information. It's fun, Megan. Sure it <laughs> I, would just, I, would, I like it. I would dive in and have a field day and figure out where to go with it all. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, if somebody wanted to donate, Jane, yes. how, how would they go about doing
2: that? Probably the easiest way if you're comfortable with just to log onto our website. There's a donate button. You can just click on it and then donate that way as well. You're also welcome to mail a check. We have a post office box 1484. Fairborn, Ohio, 45324. Great. Um, you can stop by Fish. We're at 480 West Vunderburg. You know, we can show you around, show you what we do. Um, you can get a sense of where your money's going to go to. So um, you can always stop by and drop off money or a check as well.
0: And, and it's I recommend the tour. It's, it is an amazing operation.
2: Thank you. Yeah. Um, it takes a whole village. It, it sure does. Absolutely. And
0: you've uh, <laughs> called it a blessing, um, it's, a it, blessing. it's been a blessing to this community that you're here and that you do what you do. And it's,
2: oh, that's very kind of you to say. But again, we have 70 volunteers and they're an amazing group.
0: Anything I forgot to ask, anything you want to talk about? What maybe tell us what your biggest need is or what your next step is you're trying to, to achieve?
2: Wow as far as our need our, our biggest need really is just food any food um you know we're we're serving so many people and you know the the donations help but but we need additional food and um so that's probably by far our biggest need i know the schools don't want really
0: to do a food drive uh, for you during there's usually been a competition during yeah, football season,
2: that's fun. Which is always fun. I know food I, for football in the yeah. fall at Kroger. Yeah, so. that's one of our biggest food drives. And then the Boy Scouts do. Some of the churches do. The post office just did this past weekend. So the food drives really help us.
1: When you have various, oh, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Are there various businesses in Fairborn that still will have various drop-offs for people to drop off food,
2: or is that like does Kroger still have something where you can? Proker only has it during the food for football period okay. of time. The military museum has it. Many of the churches have it. Skyline Chili has it. If you bring a donation for fish, they'll give you a free cheese coney. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? Great. So it's wonderful. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes. Awesome. Those are good to know. Yeah. And I, you know, maybe that's something that we I don't know. Again, we're pretty partial to what you guys do. But I think that's a great way to encourage our businesses to, you know, help the community is to do stuff like that. Maybe if it's not just for fish, but you know, for other nonprofits is, yeah, you know, be a part of that kind of stuff and absolutely and just help other organizations.
2: Yes, about what I mean. There will be other health avenues that are prob- I'm probably going to explore, but I think one of one talents that may be coming to us will be the immigrants coming to fish. So we're starting we're starting to see some of that. And you know, I was telling Rob and Megan earlier that I received a call from a woman who had sought asylum for her relatives in Mexico and they've arrived. And once you're seeking asylum, you're not able to work for a year and the children aren't able to attend school. So the family had contacted me and said, this is gonna be a strain on our budget for the next year. What can FISH do to help support us? So I think that's gonna be one of our next initiatives that we need to take a close look at.
0: Interesting, yeah. So there's sometimes trends that are coming that you maybe are on the forefront of because you see it Yeah. Um, That's usually the first, you know, point of contact a lot of people Mm have in a community. So yeah, I mean, that's something that if you would have told me that that was going to be a problem, I would have said that's, you know, bigger cities, you know, somewhere else. And that's a political stunt, but it's real. It's real. People are here and, and, you know, they need service. I mean, Mm -hmm. so that's something to to definitely keep on the radar. Absolutely.
1: And, And what I love about places like fish is that you don't turn people away never. And, yeah. you know, you're an organization that is there to help people Yeah. Um, in whatever state they're in. Um, and I, that's what I love. And that's, that's how it should be. Um, people that are in
2: need of help, they can come to you and you help them. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You meet people where they are. Absolutely, right. yeah. That's why we always step back and remember the trauma that they're dealing with and the chronic stress they're dealing with, because their brain doesn't work like ours does. Ours does, and they're going to react differently sometimes, and that's okay. Right. See what we can do to help you. Right. Yep. Jane, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. It was put, wonderful.
0: We'll put a link to your website in in the show notes with mm-hmm. some information on how people can donate. Hopefully you'll get, great. you'll see an influx of donations from the dozens of people that <laughs> that subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> I think more now that we're getting yeah. people, that, sure. more yeah. people on. So yeah, uh, we certainly appreciate all you do in the community. You certainly are addressing a need that is a, 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 a dire one. Um, yeah. And you're doing it in a way that's creative and pretty incredible. So
2: Fairborn's a great com- community. So, you know, and helping those less fortunate us just makes us a better community um
0: that's a great that's a great so, exclamation point on the end of it absolutely. so thank you you're welcome. So, so stick around we're going to talk about it, some projects here and some things that all right uh you're welcome to to chime in on but uh, we just have a few things to go over here some updates
1: there are a few pro- there are many projects on here i mean unless you have some that you don't you
0: uh don't. we we can talk about broad street let's start there so the next phase of broad okay. street which is going to probably <laughs> set some people off uh is going to awesome. start here this in the next probably 30 days i'll we'll start mobilizing and uh, that's going to be a complete rebuild of Broad Street uh, and a new streetscape program along along the road there. Excellent. It, it will not take as long as Maple, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it is going to it does affect the marathon uh, because the marathon does take up that portion of right. Broad Street, uh, but we've already worked out a new uh, path for that's the right. marathon. They've certified it. Uh, the marathon folks have been part of that that group yep. from the beginning. So that's hopefully this is a one-year blip on the radar and we'll be able to get back to normal. Uh, last year. So look for, if you're in that area of Broad Street, uh, please uh, use some caution because we're going to be under construction for a while. Right. Um, I had the, Megan, you and I went to last Friday, and I've told probably five different groups this now because it's so amazing. Yeah. We had the opportunity to attend the Jazz Fest uh, at Fairborne High School on Friday. Yeah. Um, and I can't say enough. I can't get over how incredible that event was. It was good. Um, the level of music, even the middle school jazz band. I mean, I'm pretty uh, biased. You are. You happen to have a child that, to both to your kids both, kids. both your kids played in that uh, last Friday. It, even that level of of accomplishment in the middle school yeah. was beyond anything I could have thought would have been possible. It really is a wonderful event. Um, and it's a fundraiser for the Fairbairn Music Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's volunteer driven again. Um, and if you ever get a chance next year, I highly recommend you go because it's for $20. You, yeah. get, you get a lot of entertainment and you get a meal and it's just, it's incredible. And it's not just, not just uh, musicians, it's vocalists. Uh, There's some, yeah. some vocalists did some amazing stuff there. Just, I can't, I've, I've told so many people <laughs> that we, we, I don't know if we talk enough about how wonderful our music program is in the high school.
1: You know, our, our music at, on all levels at our school system is incredible. And uh, major, major shout out to uh, everybody from middle school uh, on up because they all do a fantastic job.
0: So we're going to try to work to get Mr. and Mrs. Garetta to come on the podcast here are. Uh, and talk about their, what they do. And they have a pretty interesting background. And yeah, so I think there'll be a good, good episode. So stay tuned. Yeah. Um, congratulations. Talk about the schools. Our middle school girls. won. did pretty well on a relay. Do they you want did. to talk about that?
1: Yeah. The middle school girls four by 200 relay, they got third in the state.
2: Wow. That's impressive.
1: Yeah. Right. They're super fast at running. It was always fun to so watch that's them.
0: That's terrific. So we have we've, we're we're a triple threat here. Where
1: we are, academics, academics, athletics, athletics and, and music. music yeah. So there you go. Watch out. Right.
0: <laughs> uh, one last. So graduation is Friday. Graduation uh, so is Friday. If you have a senior that is graduating, and I know a few of those. Uh, congratulations! They've made it. Um, this is, I believe, today, which is it's Wednesday when we record. Is seniors is a senior's last day? Yes. Uh, so I think the the walkout or the clap out, whatever they call it, this, yeah. this afternoon. Yep. Uh, so congratulations. And graduation will be Friday at Wright State's Nutter Center.
1: Correct. And then the the school's last day is the 26th, I believe. So at least that's not much kids, longer. Amazing. That's what my kids tell me. Yeah. It's the last day.
0: Right. So get ready. Kids are going to be yeah, everywhere for that. Yeah, No kidding. Uh, talk about our farmer's market, if you don't mind, Megan.
1: So it is uh, off and running, so it is doing well. Uh, 10 to two every Wednesday. And the last Wednesday of the month is our night market and food truck rally from 3 to 7. So Great. for those who keep asking, that's when it is. So if you're listening, <laughs> night market is from 3 to 7 with a food truck rally the last Wednesday of every month from May to October.
0: Great. And the food truck rallies are usually really good. Yes.
1: And there, there is a food truck rally menu or not menu schedule. If you go to the farmer's market page on the website. Fantastic. See which ones are coming.
0: Great. So yeah. And, and great vendors, um, even though it's early in the season, a yeah. lot of vegetables out, but there's some, still some great vendors that plants have some and amazing stuff. Honey yeah.
1: And uh, I think the olive lady has been back. She wasn't there this week, but lots of uh, beautiful flowers and plants and baked goods and all that good jazz.
0: Fantastic. What, uh, we are set to swear in a new police chief on Friday. Yes. it's uh, so super exciting. We are super happy to announce that Captain Ben Roman has been promoted to police chief. Uh, ben, we, we did a search for a police chief, not for any particular reason other than to, you know, make sure that uh, we wanted to see what the possibilities were, but realizing that we had wonderful internal candidates and right. going outside just proved that that point to us that Ben was by far the best candidate. The, the, I think he is uh, going to do a great job leading the police department in the future. So if you're available Friday morning at 9 o'clock in the council chambers, we yeah. are swearing him
1: in. And it's a pretty cool thing to do that kind of stuff.
0: And Ben is pretty active in the community also. I know a lot of folks know Ben and interact with him. And um, I think everybody that has learned about this has been very supportive and happy that he's being promoted to chief. So we're very, very happy for Ben.
1: And I've not talked to him about this but he's from Pittsburgh.
0: He is from Pittsburgh. And we don't, that, that's okay.
1: I don't know. We I don't, hired him in spite of that. I don't know. You hired me. I'm not from Pittsburgh. Right? But, I didn't,
0: didn't know that. Yeah.
1: I mean, I don't know that he's a Steelers fan and I've not talked to him about this, but I'm going to have to do that.
0: Uh, it's probably safe to assume that he is. I would think so. But fortunately, it didn't come up in his interview. I
1: mean, it's probably good for him. Right. But then you will have three people in your staff meetings that will be Steelers fans. I know.
0: It's okay. It's okay. All right, I keep telling myself so, cool. <laughs> so. So again, congratulations to Ben. We've got a council conversations coming up, Megan. Yes. So uh, it's been council's goal to, as uh, Councilman Allen puts, a fight for feedback uh, to try to get folks to come and, and get as much feedback as they possibly can. So we started every fifth Monday of the month to do a council conversations. Yes. Uh, So this month, it's the fifth Monday is actually Memorial Day. Correct. So So it is the Tuesday after the fifth Monday of the month. Yes. Um, And so that will be held at Spark Fairborn. It'll be more of an open house type scenario starting at six o'clock, six to seven thirty. Come on down to Spark. Um, Any topic is fair game. If you have something you'd like to say to counsel, um, you can certainly do that. They're willing to listen and and take notes and get you information if need be. So, again, that is the 30th of May. At 6 o'clock at Spark. Tuesday. Tuesday, the 30th of May.
1: Talk about our movie night. So movie night is June 2nd, and we ran a poll this year to see, because we let the community pick what movie they wanted to watch. It was between uh, Toy Story, the OG Toy Story. Right. Uh, the Land Before Time. Yep. Do you remember that movie? Uh-huh. That was one of my favorites. Yeah, it's good. And then E.T. Okay. Okay. Uh, And it was a really tight race between all of them, but especially between like E.T. and Toy Story. And uh, I think Toy Story won with like seven. It was like less than like like eight votes between the two of them. Uh, But Toy Story won out. So that is the movie we're going to be watching on June 2nd at Central Park uh, from 7 to about 11 p.m. We'll have food trucks. The splash pad will be open by then. um, Free popcorn for people watching the movie other activities all that good jazz great good times yeah Head by all.
0: it's always a good time so they do an inflatable screen it's usually a very nice yeah. night um and it's it's just a wonderful time so if you're looking for something to do and people say that we never everything for people Kids to do, do here right um send them to the community <laughs> movie night at central park yeah. it's usually a really
1: good time and if it rains it'll be inside the ymca perfect
0: perfect and then we're dedicating the garland wetland the, i think it's the garland wetland um, yes. I, I probably should do some research before I say that. It is but the Garland. It is, it is the Garland Wetland there at the corner of Garland and Commerce Center. Correct. There's actually two of them, one on either side of the street, which both are getting Stores. dedicated, I believe. Yep. Um, and that is Saturday morning. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Saturday afternoon, at noon.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: In the morning, they're doing the cleanup along Garland. Correct. Uh, I believe. Like we should the, know this information. <laughs> check the show notes <laughs> yeah. and follow our social media. Uh, but the the parking is limited there. There's just still about four spaces. Right. Uh, you can park at the Living Well Spine Center and the the Vision Fairborn Vision Care. Yeah. Uh, and the Senior Center has graciously offered to shuttle people back and forth with one of their vans. So park uh, there a little bit south of there, and we'll take you to where you need to need yeah. to go.
1: And if you need other information, I did post about it this week. So.
0: So yeah, check our social media. <laughs> it's all there. It's all there.
1: <laughs> what we should what we should have done before we started recording. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> What's the fun in that? I mean, let's let's <laughs> right? go off the cuff, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs>
2: it's natural. Right.
0: Okay. Anything else we missed? I don't have anything else. I don't have anything else either. So we've. Uh, this is again episode two. Jane, thank you so much for being here. And Thanks for having story. me. Yes. Any final thoughts you'd like to say? Anything that you didn't that came to mind as we were going through mm-hmm. our stuff?
2: No, just just thank you again to the Fairborn community. You know, they have a heart for helping others, and so thank you so much from everyone at Fish. Perfect. Oh.
0: Thank you for listening to uh, Rumor Has It. This is episode twenty six. See you around town.
1: See. Ya.
2: <laughs> well, you two are really good at this. Oh.